Hi guys. It is, oh my gosh, I have a name change. It is Fran with getting down to digital. Oh my gosh. I have decided to start going by my first name now, which is Francis. So no more Colleen, new year, new me. So it's Fran. And of course we have Hannah with us today. Hello everyone. It's great to be back. Whoop whoop. She's our trusty editor and organizer and all things podcaster. So we are glad to have her with us. Today we have a special segment, which we're super stoked about, a surprise guest, really. Today we are focused on Upright's 25th year special with our founder, Greg Fry. Round of applause, everybody. Greg, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great. We're so honored to have you. I mean, this podcast, thanks to you, we're able to have this podcast because you keep us employed and you're a great boss and we're so honored to have you here. So thank you for joining us. Great. Thank you. And as I was preparing to come on as your guest today, Fran, looking back over the last 25 years, I certainly did not do it alone and could not have done it alone and wanted to make sure that Everyone was aware that we have such great people, and I just wanted to name everyone quickly. Greg Barlow, who was with Upright almost from the beginning, Keely, Aaron, Fran, Eric, Kyle, and Hannah are the two newest employees of Upright, and we have an absolutely fabulous team And I am honored to be part of that team. So thanks. It's really great. I haven't cried in a podcast yet. Today (laughs) may be the day. (laughs) Very sweet. Well, thanks, Greg. You know, I thought I'd kind of start out with talking about the Uprights 25 year. So I looked up how small businesses survive. And in our economy, they are really the crux of our America, small businesses. It's a huge success to maintain a small business and 25 years seems to be unprecedented. So I looked up that according to the Small Business Administration in the U.S., more than half of small businesses survive for five years or more. About a third of them survive for more than 10 years. So it's really amazing to be in business for 25 years. That speaks volumes on not only the people here, but the product we're providing, the services we're providing. It really speaks highly of us. And I'm really proud to be a part of the the 25 years in some capacity. So definitely wanted to talk about that. I think we could kind of start into the, the fun stuff, learning a little bit about Greg, our leader's. Greg, you recently moved to South Carolina. How is it? Tell us everything. (laughs) Well, I recently discovered the difference between palmetto trees and palm trees. I was told that palmettos are the trees in South Carolina, although they look exactly like palm trees. So that was a big part of my indoctrinization to the state. But we moved in a couple of weeks ago, got all of our furniture, which finally arrived, and we are happy to be here. It's a great town. A lot of history, the ocean, beaches, restaurants, just a lot of fun. 
Really cool. So as you are having all this newfound fun, do you think that you are going to get into some new hobbies? Alligator wrangling, for instance, you could, (laughs) Hannah's laughing, that girl's on mute, but yeah, I've got a giggle out of her. So tell us about your hobbies. Tell us the new you, what you're going to be looking like for us in the next three years. Yeah, well, the alligators are interesting. We see them every day, which I was unaware of until we actually got down here. My biggest phobias have centered around being afraid of squirrels, but now I can uh, definitely add alligators to that list. And we're on Daniel Island, which is uh, very walkable and uh, bikeable. So we uh, have been doing a lot of outdoor activities, which is has been good. Yeah, Greg looks a lot tanner than he was when he was living right. in Cincinnati. In yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our listeners can't see Greg, but he looks a lot chiller too. He looks <laughs> a lot more laid back. Uh-huh. Yeah. So well, good for you. Thanks for uh taking the time then today to talk to us. And I think Hannah, do you want to start us out kind of to learn more about Greg and why it's so fun to be celebrating with him today? Yeah, so I started with Upright over two years ago, and Greg has been by far probably one of the best bosses I've had. So I've really enjoyed nice. working at Upright and I've had such a great time, learned a lot from him and always keeps me on my toes, but I feel like I do the same for him. So it's a good (laughs) boss employee relationship for sure. And I guess we can just kind of jump right into how you started Upright, Greg. From what I understand, you were a Thomas Register. How did that influence your desire to start your own digital marketing business? Yeah, thanks, Hannah. You know, as I look back over the last 25 years, it has been a a really interesting transition online. When we started Upright back in 1996, there were 100,000 websites online. Today, there are over a billion websites, so a huge change. And just looking at when some of the most recognizable names on the internet, when they started, Yahoo came online in 94, Amazon, eBay, Craigslist in 95. At that time, just as Upright was thinking about launching, Alta Vista was the main search engine that everybody used. And then in 96, Upright was born. And you had mentioned Thomas Register, Hannah, which is an industrial publication that we were representing at the time. They were the first major publication to go online. Mm -hmm. And that was in 96. And then in 98, Google was launched and then became over time the main search engine, which is responsible for 70 to 80% of all searches online. And Thomas Register at the time in the uh, mid-90s was the most important and influential industrial publication. And it was in print. And in 1996, they became the first major industrial publication to go online. And at that time, we had 700 clients that we helped advertise through Thomas Register, develop their advertising programs. And we 
decided as a rep company that we wanted to help a percentage of these customers go transition from print to electronic media. And Thomas Register was the influence watching them go from print to electronic that motivated me to start Upright kind of as a separate group to help in that transition with our clients. Nice. Thanks for sharing. It's weird because I was born in 98, so I've grown up yeah. with the internet. <laughs> and so it's weird to think of a time before the internet, but that's some great insight. Can you give us more insight on how the digital landscape has changed throughout the years from pre-internet to now or how that's affected your life personally? Yeah. Right. And I don't know if all our podcasters know, but we are a family-owned business, so me, Fran, I am Greg's daughter. So I definitely watched him be very technical in nature growing up. I mean, we had Apple computers definitely before our other classmates. I know I had a cell phone before. I remember having it at a dance and all my friends had to call their parents for pickup on my red (laughs) Nokia cell phone. So to give you some insight into Greg, I mean, he was a very forward thinker when it came to that. I think Greg, you even had a camera you said to me a couple months ago, the, you know, the family recorder or whatever was kind of advanced for that time. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on and on about you, but you've definitely had an interest in the digital marketing or internet landscape for sure. Yeah. Fran, thanks for mentioning that. And it's, it's fun to think back and absolutely it is something, the whole digital world is something that when Thomas went online, that was a really exciting time and gave us the opportunity to start to experiment with our clients in how does what we do in building websites affect the client's ability to be found on search engines. So Mm -hmm. we started working with our clients in search optimization back in 96. We built our first website in 1996. And something that didn't change when we were with Thomas Register in print, the most important part of our jobs was developing new business opportunities. And when we started to transition from print to electronic, that goal did not change. So we still wanted to make sure that the activities that we were doing for our clients brought a return on their investment. And with the electronic marketplace, it was so much easier to keep track of all that. And as you guys know, last year, we created or helped to develop over 100,000 new business opportunities for Mm -hmm. our 65 clients. And we're very proud of that. And that is something that has been the core of Upright since we started. Thank you, Greg, for summarizing that. I'm trying not to say really cool. I feel like the good podcasters just let the question and answer just go and then you transition into the next. So I will work on that. But the next question for people starting their own business, I think, Greg, when we spoke to a marketing advisor on Monday of this week, we kind of talked about how the woman Sarah was working with new digital marketing companies as of late and how we're really in a good spot for new business and all that because of how established we are. So maybe you can give us some tips on someone wanting to start 
their own digital marketing company and maybe it's your best idea for owning your own business. <laughs> right. Thanks, Fran. And yeah, that was an interesting conversation we had with Sarah on Monday. And one of the biggest things that we try to do with our clients is not necessarily jump right into the tactics, which would be things like search optimization or email marketing or posting on social media, but to actually get a better understanding of where the company wants to go, looking at their uh, strategy, who their ideal clients are, and really trying to formulate a uh, plan mm -hmm. for, to help them move forward digitally as opposed to saying, uh, yeah, we do uh, pay-per-click advertising. Let's start with a program there. So a strategy before tactics is a mantra that is very important to us. Yeah, definitely. And when I was thinking back, Sarah was saying too, it's really nice when you as a company are great at something or you bring something unique or different to the table. And you had brought up our usability studies, which some folks on here may be interested in. We try not to talk about ourselves on here, but tell us a little bit about the usability study program that you started and we help support at Upright. Yeah, thanks Fran, that's a great question. For the first 20 years of our existence, I believe that we created websites in the same way that most other agencies create websites. And that is we've created four or 500 over the years. So we have our ideas about the best way to do it. We have our process and so forth. Our clients will always know more about their business and products and services than we will. So they kind of help us with getting information about their business. And we put our heads together and we come up with a website. And five years ago, we had a real epiphany when in thinking about it, we realized, hey, we're leaving out the most important person in this process. And that's the actual user of the website. So we started to recruit users for our clients and they could be current customers. We use a service called userinterviews.com to uh, recruit candidates to uh, spend 30 minutes with us going through our client's website, talking about what they notice, don't notice, what's confusing, what their expectations are as far as content goes and so forth. And that has been a huge boost to our ability to drive new business opportunities to our clients. It is time that is very well spent, and we have seen a huge return uh, on that investment in terms of the number of new leads and new business opportunities that we can create for our clients. Thanks, Greg. How was that transition? Nailed uh -huh. it. Very chill. <laughs> I guess we should talk about some challenges because that hard work has some challenges and there may be some podcasters listening right now that are having issues starting up their own company or they're not able to find their true space in digital marketing. Do you have any notable challenges that you've experienced and overcome as a boss owner at Upright? Yeah, good question. One of the challenges that comes to mind is the challenge that our clients have to understand the impact that digital marketing 
has in their business. And in terms of identifying where leads are coming from and the whole tracking aspect before digital, when everything was in print, it was very difficult to know where your clients and new business opportunities were coming from. But when that switched over to electronic, Obviously, Google Analytics can keep track of how many people are coming to the site, what they're doing on the site, and so forth. But today, even with all of the electronic tracking that we can do, one of the biggest challenges that we have and our clients have is to understand how the leads that are coming from the website can truly impact their business. So in 2001, we tried to address that challenge by creating our own tracking program, which we call Insight Metrics. So it's 20 years old this year, and we still continue to use parts of it in combination with Google Analytics to help our clients understand what the, the value that they are receiving from their digital marketing activities. But that continues to be an area that you really have to keep after and, and stay mm -hmm. up on in order to help clients understand the value of what their marketing is doing for them. Certainly. And your email signature, I think, speaks to that exactly. If nothing changes, nothing changes. I think either my shrink said that or some self-help book, 90th self-help book of the year that I've read. That is so dang true because you recognize the need or you're just stuck somewhere. You've got to take action on it. So we try to live by that nothing changes if nothing changes. And we often try to incorporate some type of wisdom or positivity into our podcasts. And they say, I was reading that in order to change a business that you should invent a vision statement and say, what the hell you're going to do for the next three years, really come up with it, really work on it. And then post it everywhere, send out press releases, write it in blogs, email your clients, make it very public and show people accountability. You are now accountable to follow up with these visions and statements and dreams that you are seeking. And I thought that was a really interesting tactic. So if some of you guys are having a hard time figuring out the next three years of your business or your life. I don't know if you heard me say that about Greg, any new hobbies or what his life's going to look like in the next three years, because they do say that you should be kind of setting the tone or setting a vision for the upcoming years of your life. So try that guys. If you're suffering um, or struggling as a business owner for a new vision or a new mindset or a new outlook, try writing a vision statement, a couple pages of it and posting it out into the universe and letting them get a hold of it and seeing how you guys can be held accountable and do some really great work. I think that was kind of my positive notion of the day. How, how about you guys? What do we got left? Hannah is our organizer extraordinaire. Did we have other questions or comments for Greg today? I don't have any other questions, but Greg, do you have any other nuggets to share before we end? Well, it is a very 
interesting time for our business and COVID has provided uh, a number of different challenges for our clients. And we're all very thankful that we are at this point, you know, 15 months later to where things are starting to get down to being normal. My favorite coffee shop, Blondie's just today went maskless. So that, that was a big deal. And it can be a lot of fun where we are today. Back in July of 2020, we decided to become a virtual company. And in the last year, I have moved from Cincinnati to South Carolina. Hannah, our co-host, has moved from Cincinnati to Salt Lake City. Fran lives in Tampa. We have two employees in California, three in Ohio. And it really gives us the ability to work from anywhere and enjoy different parts of the country. So I am very thankful for that. And it's been a very positive experience for us to be able to work from anywhere and, and still work together very closely. So it is a fun time to be in digital marketing. Absolutely. And going kind of more with that remote thought, do you have any tips to share with businesses that are interested in going remote or like what tips and tricks they can do to kind of keep everyone connected, even though we're far apart? Right. No, good question, Hannah. And, you know, in our business, we've always had half of the people at the home office and half that were uh, remote. So we have probably had uh, about 10 years experience in making that communication happen. And certainly we stay connected using tools like Slack. And we have a weekly meeting with everyone attending via GoToMeeting. So we have an opportunity and this is on Monday to talk about our weekend and stay in touch. So that has been very helpful. We use programs like Asana to keep us on track where we can create a task or project and connect different people to that task and keep on track. So that has been uh, very positive using digital tools to help us stay connected. And I think the important thing that we try to do is to make sure that nobody feels like they're an island working out of their home or apartment and trying to stay in touch and have fun together, which I think we managed to do very well as a company. I love our weekly meetings. It's just fun to connect with everyone and learn the, more about them as a person, not just as a coworker. So I think those are definitely some highlights of the week for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. great. Me too. Yeah. I'm scared to transition. I'm so funny about it now. I'm not doing well. Well, thank you, Greg, for being with us today. We've learned a lot. Very insightful. Hannah, thank you for organizing us as you always wonderfully do. She's going to splice and dice this puppy and get us all sounding good for the masses. So we really appreciate you and all the hard work you do behind the scenes. Great. Yeah, no Fran, thank you. Hannah, thank you. You guys do a great job on the podcast and I appreciate it and I'm honored to be a guest today to talk about our 25th anniversary and how things have changed over the years. So it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Heck yeah. We're glad, we're glad to be celebrating. So, all right, guys. Well, if you have a question for us or a shout out or just want to say, hey, we'd love to hear from you, check us out on our socials. 
And until next time, have a happy day. And we'll talk at you guys soon. Yes. Thanks, Fran. See you, Hannah. See ya. Bye.